Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. You can also get 24-7, 365 coverage of the world of women's basketball over at The Next, www.thenexthoops.com. Uh, check out our amazing, diverse team covering everything women's basketball. And to that end, this has been... I would say not a devoid of news week when it comes to women's basketball, to put it mildly, but maybe the most important out of all of the bits of news that we've gotten this week, and we're going to get to it in the weeks to come, obviously, as we prepare for the Olympics, to my mind, is what we heard today about the city of Oakland and a WNBA team. Uh, so we're going to get into some of the details of that with somebody who's been instrumental in helping to make this happen, the vice mayor of Oakland who joins us, Rebecca Kaplan. Rebecca, first of all, how gratifying was it to be able to put this out today? I am so thrilled and excited that today we voted to move forward on the process of developing a lease to have a WNBA team at the arena in Oakland. I am very gratified we know that Oakland has an incredible fan base and a strong history of showing up for basketball and that we haven't had women's teams in the past. This is something I've been pushing for for several years. We have an available basketball arena, so this is a huge, important step forward in the process to pursue bringing a WNBA team to Oakland. So. There's a lot to process here, but I just want to kind of set the terms. I, I think you've largely done so from an Oakland perspective. But you should know every conversation I've had, a macro conversation about the WNBA and what's ahead and what should be next, whether it's within the league or without, you know, on background, you name it. It's always how do we get a WNBA team to the Bay Area? Now, you obviously have roots there to be able to understand why that is. But can you kind of explain what led you to that moment of, geez, this is really something I want to fight for? Because you've been at it for a while now. Yes, absolutely. I've been pushing for us to work to bring a WNBA team for several years. And then uh, with the departure of the other basketball team who once upon a time played at the arena, <laughs> also known as, as, as Roracle for the power of its fan enthusiasm, uh, that opened up that door as a way to really strongly pursue using this existing basketball arena where we could have a WNBA team not even be in the position of being a junior partner to a men's team, but actually be the primary team uh, in the arena. And, you know, the other things I would say about the Bay Area and the Oakland site in particular is that the Bay Area has a very strong presence uh, for women's basketball, including the Cal and Stanford uh, communities and teams. We also are a community in the Bay Area that values social justice, that values equality and women's rights, that speaks up for the principle that Black Lives Matter and that both women's leadership and Black women's leadership are important. And the proposal we have in Oakland from the African-American Sports and Entertainment Group is a Black-led and Black women-led organization. 
And so all of these factors coming together with the fact that we have an arena that is on public transit, on the freeway, easy access to the airport, centrally located to the region. And uh, frankly, it's even on the Amtrak train that goes to Sacramento. So the former Monarchs fans can join us as well. Um, So we really have a perfect storm of the fan base, the community, and now a group that's bidding to bring a team uh, that really shares those values with our community. You know, if you'll forgive a point of personal privilege, just to hear the extent to which the homework has been done here, there's a lot of, and you see it because you're you're on Twitter, ephemeral conversations about WNBA infrastructure without necessarily having the blocking and tackling being taken care of. But, you know, from Oracle on down, when, 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 we're ta- when you talk to people who have covered the NBA, uh, which is a perfectly fine league um, to watch occasionally in between WNBA seasons, it is to everyone's disappointment that the Warriors don't play there anymore. It was the type of experience that was singular within the NBA arena experience. And so having that in place matters in and of itself. But the biggest part is an ownership group. And so when you talk about AASEG, that's the thing why I'd like to kind of address two parts of it. One is how far along are they in terms of financing? What can, what can you share about that? And also just, you know, what do you know about their initial conversations with the WNBA? Yes, absolutely. AASCG, the African American Sports and Entertainment Group, is a consortium that has put together a dream team. One of the group's members is Robert Bob, the former city manager of the city of Oakland. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to get things done. He knows the government approvals process. Um, Ray Bobbitt, a local businessman with deep ties in the community who grew up in East Oakland. And they also have a financial partner, Loop Capital, L-O-O-P, Loop Capital out of Chicago, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the largest black-owned investment firm in America and a substantial, large, successful capital partner. So they have the financial aspect, they have the community aspect, and they have the know-how of working with a governmental agency aspect, um, as well as uh, Shonda Scott herself, a uh, women's basketball player in her own right, and a local businesswoman and community leader who is in leadership in this effort as well. And so um, it really is an amazing group that have pulled together all these different strengths uh, to be able to have a successful approach. That approach is something that is synonymous with the WNBA today, but it was not always the case. And I have been at this long enough to remember and covering player protests that ultimately the league came to support, but it took some time. You go back to 2016 and players were actually initially fined for protesting uh, police violence before the league came, I think, to understand, and certainly um, under the current commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, very much has embraced its role as a social justice league. I, I, I frame it that way because I'm wondering for you, and you are somebody who has fought the good fight in so many different areas, um, how much you think the league being a social justice league has made it, A, 
more attractive to the city of Oakland, and B, a place that was able, in this case, to draw, like you said, like you pointed out, some real heavy hitters on the finance side necessary in order to have a franchise come to be. Yes, absolutely. Um, Oakland has a strong and long-standing commitment to social justice, both in recent years in terms of being a center of the movement for Black Lives and being a center of the movement to bring meaningful civilian responders for our public safety needs. These are all things that Oakland has been a leader on, but that has also been true for decades before in the fight to uplift support against apartheid in South Africa. That movement also had a strong center in Oakland. And so it is not new to Oakland to be at the center of movements for social justice. And the fact that the WNBA is also centering these same goals is a perfect alignment. And part of why it is certainly my hope and belief that the WNBA will choose uh, to agree to expand in Oakland. To those details, do you feel confident about it at this point? Does it still feel preliminary? We heard from Kathy Andelbert, obviously, earlier this week, talking about the fact that as we move into what certainly we all hope is a post-pandemic experience, that the lead is uh, starting to have conversations about those things conceptually. But for all the reasons that you and I have talked about, just the idea of Oakland uh, as a city, just the idea of Oakland as a destination, and just the idea of Oakland as having that infrastructure in place, it's hard to imagine a better fit uh, for the lead. Um, what's your read on how far along uh, you guys are relative to the WNBA itself? Well, that is absolutely true. Oakland has a strong fan base uh, demographically. Certainly, we would be expected to be one of the strongest places to have turnout and support for WNBA team. And we have a ready-to-go basketball arena that not only is easily accessible from throughout Oakland, but is easily accessible from throughout the greater Northern California region, mm -hmm. which would further add to the strength of the fan base and support for the team. And we have an investment group that is ready to go, that is financially strong, and that is deeply connected to the Oakland community in a way that will help them maximize turnout and support uh, for a team here. And we have the opportunity to bring back Roracle, as it's been known historically, for its very strong fan enthusiasm. I, I, I love every part of that. Um, I'm curious from, from your perspective, you specifically, what was your moment of, say, a eureka moment for this being the right fit? I, I, I know you've been at it for some time. I'm curious what, what the origin of that was for you. Well, I have been wanting a WNBA team for quite some time. I love women's basketball personally, uh, you know, for my own enjoyment. Um, and I also am someone who has a long history working on issues of justice and equality and women's advancement, uh, racial justice, and LGBT inclusion. And so I have wanted a WNBA team for a while. 
this January, I was appointed to serve on the board that oversees the arena. And so I was able to then redouble my efforts to bring forward the approvals that would allow this process to move ahead in a more formal way to pursue a lease. I will say this. Everything that you've pointed to is significant. Before we even get into the fact that when you go at the collegiate level, it's not just a question of Stanford. The Pac-12 is the best women's basketball conference in America and has been for several years, uh, competition top to bottom. Uh, so I'm going to leave you with this question to ponder. Hypothetically, you are the president of basketball operations for the new Oakland WNBA team. Who is your pick to start the franchise around of any player in the WNBA today? Well, I'm not going to insult any of them by picking any of them over others. But what I will say is that we need to expand opportunity for women players. And not only are there so many incredible players playing already, there are many incredible players that didn't get a spot on any team because there just aren't as many teams as there are in many of the men's professional sports leagues. And so I'm doing this not only for the existing amazing players, but for the amazing players to come who haven't yet had a slot to play in in the WNBA. It is long overdue, and the talent base dramatically outstrips the number of roster spots. Well, Rebecca Kaplan, vice mayor of Oakland, fighting the good fight with a very exciting announcement. Promise we'll stay in touch and uh, you'll keep us posted on everything that's going and look forward to seeing you in the arena, which I plan to cover in person when this happens. Absolutely. We look forward to it. We recognize that women hold up half the sky. The WNBA is growing. It's an exciting time with the growing excitement and public coverage and a new team, many new teams make sense, but Oakland and our existing wonderful arena is an incredible opportunity to unite the fan base, the opportunity with the WNBA and its growth. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you.